Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Cape Confessions. This is my uh, third episode on the show, and I am your host, Brian, and you can always listen to Cape Confessions, you can't forget this, on multiple different apps and sites, which are Anchor, Anchor App, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Overcast, and Radio Republic, so... No excuses on not listening. There's tons of different ways you can listen in. Now, today, we're going to be running through three epic battles. Okay? And the first of which will be Green Goblin versus Hawkman. Now, for me, this was a very difficult choice. Um, these are both great, amazing characters that I both... I, I like them both. It's hard to say... Which one will come out on top, but I have determined who I believe is going to come on top. And I'm going to tell you who right after I run through both of these characters and give you a little background on who and what they can do. Who they are, what can they what can they do. Alright, so I'm going to start off with the Green Goblin. Alright, you guys, that was Norman Osborn for you. That is Green Goblin from Spider-Man number one with Tobey Maguire, if you did not know. And I'm going to tell you a little about Norman here. So, a little quick bio. Before uh, being exposed to the Goblin formula, Norman was a brilliant and extremely wealthy scientist. And he even owned his own business called Oscorp. Now, when he becomes exposed to the Goblin formula, he gains lots of super, superhuman qualities such as super strength, stamina, durability, agility, reflexes, uh, regenerative healing factors. You know, he already had the genius level intellect, but then he becomes more skilled in hand-to-hand combat. And, of course... His classic use of goblin-themed weapons. All that is what makes up the Green Goblin. So, for examples of his strength, he uh, trashed on Deadpool, which is kind of weird to say, but he has in the comic book fight before. He's um, destroyed shackles designed to hold down the Hobble Goblin, which pretty much is similar to him, but we'll go on. Um, he stops Spider-Man and shoves him away, so he's obviously pretty strong because Spider-Man's got superhuman strength as well. By the way, you're going to hear a lot about Spider-Man since he is a main Spider-Man villain, so stay tuned. Alright, so another example of one of his abilities of durability, he, uh, his mask is... Like a gas mask, so when he uses his gas grenade and such, he uh, doesn't get affected by them. He can tank bullets from handguns because of his armor and his strength. He tanks heavy sniper shots, pumpkin bombs, and has even been slammed into a building and takes beatings from Spider-Man constantly, but always gets back up on his feet. So that shows a lot of uh, durability, uh, for say. So his speed and skill and agility is also very impressive. I really like this character's speed and agility. It's very undermined, I think. 
because he uh, dodges people with his glider all the time during battles. He's very elusive. He's a skilled swordsman and uh, often spars a lot with his own sword and kill, or uh, sorry, yeah, he does kill Strucker with his own sword in one of the comic books. So that's pretty impressive. He took his sword away from him and killed him with it. Then um, he has once taken out guards in a high security prison. So that's pretty much like killing military. Um, another ex- more examples of his speed would be him obviously hitting Spider-Man, who is, I would like to say, a low-end speedster. Obviously, he's not like Flash, but he is very fast. So he's able to keep up with him. And actually, once or twice, he's been able to be fast as Spider-Man or faster than Spider-Man multiple times. And in Spider-Man's eyes, he's been said that Green Goblin appears as a flash of green to him, which is very odd. Very So that means, you know, he's moving pretty quick. Yeah, I know. Um, his control, the control part of Green Goblin really comes with his glider. He has full control of his glider, and it also includes self-destruction. So he can command it to explode whenever he wants. So he can throw it at Hawkman or send it towards him with him not even being on it and have it blow up. So, um, and of course he's very elusive on his glider as well. So that's just a few of the uh, things that Green Goblin has to bring to the table during this fight. Which I think will be pretty key. Now, for Hawkman. Hawkman, he has had various different uh, rewrites on this character, if that makes sense. His character has been rewritten a few different times, but the one I'm going to be talking about today is Carter Hall. Not to be confused with Qatar Hall. It's Kate uh, Carter Hall from the New 52 edition. And Carter Carter Hall, he has a long background story, so I can't really explain it right now, but it's worth a Google, but essentially he was a Egyptian, I think he was a prince, and he fell in love with Hawkgirl, and ever since he's uh, he's been being killed over and over and reincarnating. And pretty much starting life all over again. Which pretty much stinks if you ask me. Because he always forgets about it. His old life. But it's part of the hero and who he is. So you can uh, look that up on your own if you want. But I'm going to get into why he's a good candidate to fight Green Goblin. So I like uh, his strength. His strength is very impressive. He scares characters like Vibe. He is very selfless, too. He sacrifices himself, giving inspiration to Martian Manhunter, who ends up creating the Justice League of America, you know? And that's one of the affiliations he's in, is the JLA. So, also, he blasts and staggers Martian Manhunter, Supergirl, and... Lar Grand with one of his shots from his Neath Metal gun. So that gun's not to be messed with. He's like stunned all these different characters who are very strong, very powerful. 
So that's just another show of how strong he is. Um, he uses his wings to attack. And once he's even held up a stone wall to save Green Arrow. So that's uh, pretty impressive that he's willing to save other characters. Even when he puts himself in danger. Uh, his speed. His speed is very impressive. Okay. I can't stress it enough. He flies very fast. He can reach even up to 500 miles per hour while dive bombing. That is really fast. Can't stress that enough. And he's not only fast in the air, but his hands are pretty quick too. Once he's even struck Green Arrow quickly before Green Arrow could even, you know, stop it, react, do anything. He slapped him. <laughs> Which is pretty funny. It just goes to show he's got some quick hands along with wings. Um, his durability in Neath Metal is very impressive. His durability like, comes from the Neath Metal, I believe. Because the Neath Metal is a part of him. And it makes him stronger. He can mold Neath Metal into any shape that he wants in his hands. Whether it's an axe, a sword, or a mace. So... He can pretty much create any tool with his mind in his hand. Kind of like a Green Lantern, I like to think of it. Although it's not really projected structures. It's just in his hands. But the power of the Neath Metal allows him to do that. So it's very cool. And also, also um, the Neath Metal, he didn't just, you know, like he wasn't born with it. It chooses you. It chooses its wearer. So it kind of has like a mind of itself. Takes the worthy kind of people. And that would be him. So more examples of it would be. Or his uh, durability was that he has been shot multiple times. And has been able to survive those shots. And regenerate over time. He's got some regenerative abilities. As does uh, Green Goblin. So, you know, they're pretty equal there. But what's impressive is he's been able to block bullets with ease. Which, Green Goblin can tank them, but he doesn't block them. And which, what allows Hawkman to block them is his Neath Metal Wings. So that's pretty cool. It's going to be a big factor in this fight. Um, he has... Uh, taken a bomb as Carter he which means obviously he's not as Hawkman so he doesn't have the Neath Metal protecting him but he's just that strong of a human that he's, be, he's able to tank that kind of impact of a bomb and even once he has been able to regenerate an amputated arm so that again shows another example of his durability and uh, strength and regenerative powers. So for these two, it's going to be a very difficult um, decision. The fans online and on social media have voted Green, Green Goblin to win. Which I'm not surprised. But it's just such a hard decision. But... I have to come up with a decision of my own as well. So, here it is. I'm going to pronounce the winner right now. 
I could use a drum roll. The winner is Green Goblin. <laughs> I know what some of you guys are thinking. Come on, Hawkman, he could definitely beat uh, Green Goblin. He's got the Claw of Horus, all this other things they use to punch and knock out Superman once. I know that was a great feat for him. But I think Green Goblin's going to win. Six out of ten times. Maybe not even. Maybe it's down the middle. 50-50. But I think knowing Green Goblin and the way he is, he's very seductive. He's very cruel. You know, he's killed um, Peter Parker's girlfriend. And I think he's going to take these evil ways and kind of flip the table on Hawkman as well. I think he might try to steal or work uh, Hawkgirl into the into the fight a little bit, maybe capture her and really get Hawkman on edge so he's not himself. I think he's going to play mind games and really get into his head and that's what's going to be the downfall for Hawkman. You know, he doesn't fight a whole lot of people like Green Goblin where they're Willing to go as far as hurting and even killing his loved ones. He hasn't seen that too often. I mean, there is one guy that does constantly kill him and Hawkgirl. But that's just who that character is. But this Green Goblin, he's different. He does it to get in your head and throw you off your game. So I think that's going to be a key aspect on why Green Goblin will win this round. Also, another big factor would be the fan votes. If it wasn't for the fan votes, I think this could have gone a little differently. I mean, I still think Hawkman is a very respectable compo- uh, opponent, and I think he could win just as many times as Green Goblin, but it just leaned a little different way on this fight. So, you know, that's the way it goes. That's the part of the show. Um, so, to introduce our next opponents, it will be Azriel from DC and the Black Knight from Marvel. Now, these two, if you don't know about them, they are both swords, sword guys. They love their swords. They will match up against each other with their swords, and it's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, these two are going to be going crazy. Just slicing away at each other. <laughs> Alright. First, first guy I'm going to read off to you will be Azriel. So, Azriel. Michael Wayne, as others would call him. Um, I'm not going to lie, his weakness, I'm going to get off the bat with his weakness is that he's a little mentally unstable at times. He can be uh, a little off the hinges, if you know what I'm saying. But in general, he's an amazing, amazing martial artist and swordman. He was actually chosen for a special program to replace Batman, which I know is pretty crazy. Batman's my favorite character. I don't think that ever happened, but... He was definitely a part of that program 
to do that. The program he was chosen by was known as the Order of Purity, who gave him the Suit of Sorrow, his armor, and the Sword of Sin. Later, he would uh, gain the Sister Blade of the Sword of Sorrow, and it was called the Sword of Salvation from Talia al Ghul, Batman's baby mama, and also Raza Ghul's daughter. Now, he's had a few uh, feats over time. He has matched Nightwing in a short sword fight. He has hurt uh, Catwoman in an encounter that they've had, a brief little fight. He kicked Batman into the bat signal before he was chosen by the Order of Purity. And he also has a few other cool abilities like being able to punch through, uh, punch holes in the floor and punch through walls. And he can also jump very high. Now his durability is very good. He has um, survived telekinetic blasts and machine gun fires just bounce off him. Bullets don't really affect him at all. Now not only does he do all those things, but he can also take a fireball to the chest and that has only distracted him. Never hurt him. Now he also tanked an RPG to the chest, so... Man, he definitely got a chest of steel when it comes to his durability. Now, on top of that, he is very fast as well. He likes to dodge his opponents in all their gadgetry, such as batarangs and shurikens, also known as ninja stars. Now, his armor is very cool. He has, they have a cool story. Uh, his armor allows him to glide, and it acts like a Lazarus pit. If you don't know what a Lazarus pit is, it is the pit that kept Raza Ghul alive over centuries, pretty much reviving him um, every time he's died or come to near death. So the suit has once revived him from death in only a few dozen minutes. That's very impressive. So yes, he can rise from the dead. Um... The suit also gives him skills of the warriors who have worn his gear before him, including Batman, who had it on just for a period of time. His swords are pretty cool as well. They are very strong. Can't stress that enough because they casually cut through buses and cars, stones, and sometimes even other swords. Now, the blade can also be summoned back to him if it was far away from him. And he can have it attack enemies while in the air. So his Sword of Sorrow. When you are struck with his sword. It causes a feeling of intense regret. For any past unrepented sins. And eventually incapitates his foes. So it brings them to a stun and a shock. When they are uh, struck with that sword. It also can cause hallucinations and can penetrate Batman's armor as well. Once they fought and he actually hurt Batman pretty well after he struck him with the Sword of Sorrow. Now the sword burns anyone who is not worthy of holding it. So if someone tried to pick it up on the battlefield and it don't belong to them obviously. They can be burned if they are not deemed worthy to hold it. Kind of reminds me of Thor's uh, Milnir hammer, where 
only the worthy warriors can uh, hold it. So not a whole lot of people can hold it. Um, he also has some neat tricks that come with the swords. One of them would be um, that he can levitate the swords in front of him. Like kind of have them floating around. Which if I ever, God forbid, if I ever had to do some kind of sword duel. And the guy in front of me is just floating his swords in front of him. You could not catch me fighting that guy. That's pretty uh, pretty ta haunting, to be honest. Um, now, he does have limitations that come with these swords. And the one big one would be that the Sword of Sorrow cannot work on people who have not sinned or have repented for their sins. So, we'll see how that matches up against uh, the Black Knight. Because he kind of seems like a guy that's been to church recently. So, I'm not sure, not sure how well the, the Sword of Sorrow is. But we'll find out later after I read him off. So, the Black Knight. little quick bio. He's a scientist. Dane Whitman. He was given... Um, he was given the role of Black Knight from his... Uh, supervillain uncle Nathan Garrett the gear that he got includes the knight's armor and a new weapon called the power lance fortunately for Dane he swore that he would only use his powers for good leading him to become an avenger what what <laughs> um, yeah he became an avenger which is pretty weird that not a whole lot of people know about him because he's pretty uh, popular in the comic books. So his intelligence is very, very strong. I'm going to read off a few of his um, accolades for his intelligence. He's uh, been asked by Doctor Strange for his expertise in magical weaponry, which is very cool that um, a wizard would come to you about magical stuff. So... That must say a lot about him. Uh, Hank Pym, the creator of the Ant-Man suit. He is very impressed with his ability to rebuild broken Avengers equipment. So he helps him a lot in the lab and in the garage. In the Stark Tower garage. He helps him build stuff and repair a lot of the Avengers equipment. And the, uh, he also once developed a power harness that allowed the Avengers to move underwater as fast as they do on land. So that is a very cool device. He is very smart. That's obvious. But not only is he uh, smart, he is also strong. He has beat down Fawn. He has disarmed uh, unsuspecting Thor, which is very impressive to me. And once he knocked out uh, gray gargoyle with one punch so those are just a few little showings of his strength his durability on the other hand is very good as well he has tanked a hit a uh, hit from a giant stone he takes a blast from two rockets without being knocked out and he is still conscious um, and his armor protects him from dragon fire so whenever that knight decides to go slay a dragon he'll be well protected uh, his speed is also nothing to be messed with. He avoids Hawkeye's arrow. 
again showing why I think Green Arrow is the best archer in the world, as he calls himself that, because he won't let people dodge him, but that's besides the fact. Yes, he has dodged Hawkeye's arrow. Um, he blocks Yellow Jacket's blasts, who also, whose suit also was created by Hank Pym. And I thank him, I thank uh, the Black Knight a lot for this one. He has saved Spider-Man from death because of his speed. And he blocks objects thrown by Magneto in the comics. So that's pretty cool as well. Shows how fast and agile he is on the defense, not only on attack. So a little bit of his skill. He likes to show off a little bit. He once held his own in a three-way duel between himself, Deadpool, and Bloodwrath, who are all great, great swordsmen. Obviously, you probably know of Deadpool from all the new movies out. Yep, him and his little katanas. He's very good with those. So to say that he's been able to hold his own in a three-way duel with Deadpool and Bloodwrath shows a lot of his strength and skill of being able to use a sword. And his fighting has caught the eye of She-Hulk before. And Captain America, this is a big, big thing that Cap says about him. A big compliment. Captain America refers to his military tactical sense as second to none. So he pretty much considers Black Knight to be equal when it comes to like military strategy. Um, so. With that being said. His armor is very cool as well. Just like Azrael's. And his. He wields an ebony blade. That holds a curse. To corrupt the host. Compelling them. To go on a bloodlust rampage. Like his uncle did. Unfortunately, yeah, the the blade ended up getting to his uncle, but not him, not Dane. And once in the comics, uh, when Captain America wielded his sword, he felt the curse instantly. The curse of the warrior madness. So that shows how powerful Dane is to withstand the power and the curse of that blade and not let him corrupt him. It... Um, the blade itself can also absorb different energy blasts and attacks once it even have with, withheld an attack from the Human Torch. And this is also a cool fact about it, that Vision cannot phase through the blade. That's pretty cool and impressive if you ask me, since that's like one of his biggest superpowers is being able to phase. So the Power Lance, you heard me bring that up earlier. It has various gadgets such as bug spray. And no, it's not the bug spray you put on when you go through the woods. It's uh, a special little serum made if he ever had to fight Ant-Man. He also has a torch built into it. A 45 caliber machine gun. Power drainers, which would be used against uh, like Iron Man, people of like technology. He has a ionic beam, flaming discs, and bolos. And the bolos are for like taking down big guys like the Hulk and stuff. So here's a few extra facts about 
the uh, Black Knight I'm going to throw at you. He is one of the Avengers that is willing to kill. So that's a pretty rare thing to find. He also rides a winged horse named Aragon. Which I feel like I should talk about more of this. But I don't think it's really going to be that big of a deal during the fight. And um, he is also one of the first Avengers to step foot in Wakanda. Which is also weird that I find that they did not include the Black Knight in this Infinity Wars or the Black Panther, since he is one of the first Avengers to visit Wakanda, the home of the Black Panther. And a nifty little uh, note on the side that the Black Knight's kind of a homewrecker. They found him trying to seduce Pietro's wife in one of the comics. Now, I don't condone that, but that's just the character. So that's all of it for Black Knight and Azrael. For my decision, I have to go with the Black Knight on winning this one. Strictly because, I mean, he's an Avenger. He's proven himself multiple times. Very intelligent. And I just, I think of him also as a better swordsman than Azrael. Although they're very close. Azrael's one of my favorite characters. Part of the Bat family. But I have to stick with the facts on this one. And I think Black Knight is the better fighter and he would come up on top during this battle so that would wrap it up for our fights today I have one more fight I wanted to get to today but I think I wanted to change it up a little bit freshen up the episode by by adding a little thing I like to call uh, Brian's Cape Confession now this little segment will include a a confession about superheroes or something I like about superheroes. Anything superhero related can be thrown into this ring. Now today my cape confession would be that I personally own over 18 Batman films. Whether it's an animated movie, a live action movie like Christian Bale, all the way back to Adam West. Or their television series, I own over 18 different movies and shows of Batman. Which is kind of uh, nerdy, I'm not going to lie. But that was the last time I counted. I was at 18, and I'm sure I bought three or four more since. But that would be my Cape Confession for today. Now, I very much would love to hear any of your guys' confessions, whether it was... A superhero you don't like, a superhero you admired as a kid, maybe even an actor you would like to see to come up in one of these upcoming live movie films who you think would be a good character. Anything, anything you have to add with this superhero um, category would be very much appreciated. So I'd like to hear what you guys have to say. That will be all for today. Thank you again for listening. Have a good night. Bye.